Hey guys, it's Dr. Jana. Welcome to another episode of Exercising the Word. Um, hey, if you don't know, if this is your first um, listen, or you're new to this channel, or I haven't met you in person perhaps, um, my name is Dr. Jana Joshua Grimm. I'm a chiropractor and a clinical nutritionist in South Orange County, California. So that's halfway between San Diego and Los Angeles in a little beach town called Dana Point. Um, I also, um, outside of being in practice and seeing patients um, in my office or long distance, I also have a fitness ministry. So I teach Christ-centered fitness classes, indoor cycling to be specific, in um, San Clemente at CB Cycle Barn, um, which is just such a blessing and honor that the Lord has opened that door and allowed his word to go forth and for us to teach these um, super relevant spin classes in, in this generation we live in, but they are pure and they are righteous and they're holy and the word goes forth and it's intense worship music. It's not cheesy. It's not wimpy. Um, and right now in the month of January, um, the, our theme, we do a different theme every single month. So our theme has been the little way. So if you're listening to this, there's a, the podcast before this, the exercising the word podcast is, um, called the little way. It's the spin video. And um, so just so you get a feel for how this channel works, I post a spin video, one recording of one of the classes from each month's theme. Now in person in these classes, even though we're doing the same theme and playlist for one month, um, the messages and the word of God is different every single class because there's so much good food to devour from God's word. Amen. So anyway, um, if you know anybody in the local area that would that um, could be blessed by those classes, I teach at 10.45 a.m. on Mondays and 6.30 p.m. on Thursday nights as of this year, 2017. That's the current schedule. Um, but anyway, these podcasts are to give you, give anyone access to holy, <laughs> fun, relevant, Christ-centered workouts that are going to be pure through and through for your good and for God's glory. So you can access these anywhere. And um, I encourage you to be creative. The spin videos are not only for people who have a bike at home. You can take those to the gym and get on a bike at the gym, or you can, you can improvise and do those same workouts on a treadmill or an elliptical machine, or just listen to the coaching and the the music and the word of God and go for a run or a hike or a paddle or kayaking or walking your dog or whatever, um, you know, be creative and let the spirit move you. So um, just because I'm teaching from a bike, I, I am currently on a bike teaching you today and the videos that I make are also on a bike um, doesn't mean that you have to be. Um, so um, be creative with that. Anyway, let's get started. So um, one other update is I did change the name on this podcast channel. If you haven't noticed, I put um, my name first, Dr. Jana Joshu Grimm, and then Revelation Revolution, which is the name of the fitness ministry. So it's kind of like the fitness ministry is the ministry side of my practice and what I get to do. And um, that way people can find this by my name because more people know my name than they know the name of the fitness ministry. So if you share this, people can find it under Dr. Jana, Dr. Grimm, Dr. Jana Grimm, Revelation Revolution, whatever. And then this also opens up um, the avenue for me to teach outside of exercising the word, which will always be the podcast workouts or the video workouts, um, just holy messages, uh, maybe a message that the Lord has put on my heart, recordings from Facebook Live 
videos that I do or just biblical health teaching. So stay tuned for more of that. Um, if there's no music behind the podcast, then those will not be called Exercising the Words. So that's how you can navigate through what will be in, available on this channel in the future. So anyway, today's podcast, Exercising the Word podcast, is called Strength Training. And I am literally going to open the Word of God and read you verse after verse after verse of what the Lord has to say about strength. And I pray that it blesses every single one of you. I pray that it strengthens you as you move. I pray that you would be strengthened, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally in God's strength. So I want you just to take a deep breath through your nose. You're just moving your body and getting warm. So if you're on a bike or a treadmill or some sort of machinery, your resistance is really low. You're just getting your blood moving. Just getting your blood moving. So check your posture. Engage that core, but don't just pull your belly button in and strangle your waist. You should be able to breathe freely. Try to allow your ribs, your side ribs, to open up when you inhale. Exhale through your mouth. Don't be afraid to breathe. Don't be afraid to sweat. Don't be afraid you're going to do it wrong. I want you to be light on your feet. Or if you're on a seat on a bike like me, try not to be smashed down into your tailbone, but kind of lengthen your body upward. Engage your core. Soften your elbows if you're on the bike. Press through your hand heel onto the handlebars. Push yourself back a little bit so that you're engaging your chest and your triceps. Lock your shoulder blades against the back of your ribs. Here we go. I want to open you with Psalms 31:24. It says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. All you who hope in the Lord. Again, it says, be of good courage. So he's telling us to be brave, to not be afraid, to have no fear. And he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. And then wait for it. Psalm 27, 14, very similar. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait. I say on the Lord. In just those two verses, we're told to wait on the Lord, to hope in the Lord, and to be of good courage, to have courage, to not be afraid, to be brave. And our God will strengthen our heart. Both verses he talks about strengthening our heart. Be patient, friend. Be brave. Cast down those fears and put your hope in the Lord alone, nothing else. Here we go, we're gonna keep going. So wherever you're at, pick up your pace, add a little bit of resistance, one or two turns or one or two levels on whatever machinery you're on. Keep that core engaged. We're building strength. I've got three pages of scriptures to read to you. This is gonna be good. The word of God strengthens. You can't come out of this weaker. 
Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord <laughs> shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, <laughs> the Lord tells us it's those who wait on the Lord, those who are patient, those who exercise long suffering. Those are the ones who shall renew their strength. Those are the ones that God promises. He doesn't say maybe and I'll think about it. He says they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Friend, my friend who is faint or weary or beat down or burnt out or overwhelmed or out of breath or out of strength, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, exercise patience and long suffering. <sighs> Come on, breathe through it. Your heart rate's going up. We're exerting energy, we're spending calories, we're spending ourself, our time, our caloric burn, our movement on the Lord today. This is our living sacrifice. And in it, as we move our bodies to the rhythm of grace, to the rhythm of His Word, at the pace that He has ordained for you and for me, which is not the same as your neighbor's pace. He's gonna strengthen you. Nehemiah 8.10, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. A lot of us have heard this verse before. What does it mean to have the joy of the Lord? Sing, sing with me. <laughs> Choose joy, it is a choice. It's an action and not a reaction. But the more we train it, the more we exercise the word of God, it becomes more of a natural reaction. Out with the old, in with the new. Because behold, the word of God says, he is making all things new. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And right before that, it says, do not sorrow. As we choose joy, sorrow starts to dissipate and strength starts to increase. Isaiah 40, 29. <laughs> he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. It's a gift of grace, true, holy strength. For those who are weak, who have no might, <laughs> he gives power, he increases strength. So just to sit in his presence, to worship him, to cry out to him, strengthens us. Exodus 15, two says, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation, and He is my God, and I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. It's the Lord who is our strength and our song. He puts the pep in our step. He puts the song and the praise in our mouth. He is our salvation. He's our God. <laughs> All we're required to do is praise Him, exalt Him, give Him credit. Give him the glory. 
Come on. Come on. Keep going. Move your body. Hydrate as necessary. We need the Word of God. We need our daily bread, right? We need a solid spiritual diet. <laughs> and we need water. We desperately need water. The water of the Word and physical clean water. Numbers 22 verses, Numbers 23 verses 22 and chapter, uh, chapter 24 verse 8 say the same thing. <laughs> They're referring to God. It says he has strength like a wild ox. Do you know how much weight an ox can pull? The burden an ox can carry? God has strength that is incomparable to anything we could build or train for. He has strength like a wild ox. You can trust your God. Almighty God. 1 Samuel 30:12 says when he had eaten his strength came back to him. <laughs> this is 1 Samuel 30:12. I love this one. When he had eaten, his strength came back to him. And Acts 9:19 corresponds directly with this. When he had received food, he was strengthened. <laughs> real food, real food strengthens us. If you're trying to lose weight and you're calorie restricting and starving your body or starving yourself of good spiritual nutrition, which is not little s spiritual. And it's not only just calling ourselves spiritual, but devouring God's word. When we eat solid, real food, food that feeds our body, and that's gonna be different for each of us, which foods benefit me versus which foods benefit you, but I guarantee they are all real foods, whole foods, organic foods that are not man-made counterfeits of real food. And if you don't know what those foods are, or you don't know how to read the Word of God, find that person that's charging hard after the Lord, or ask the Lord to lead you to the right doctor or nutritionist or mentor or whatever to teach you how to eat for your body. Don't starve your body. Don't be malnourished. You need strength, and it comes from food. <laughs> this is not just about calories in and calories out, friends. <sighs> be obedient about what's going in your mouth and into your mind and into your heart. The foods that are good for you, <laughs> the Word of God, which is always good, for us, it strengthens us. When he had eaten, his strength came back to him. So the word is our spiritual strength and real good food <laughs> is physical strength. Godly friends, the word of God, putting on our holy armor, having our health, um, <laughs> things like flower remedies or God's medicine, essential oils, herbs, different things, um, forgiveness and the power of the Holy Spirit, all these different things, those build emotional strength. We need to be putting the right calories, the right medicine, the right things in, and God will build our strength through that. 
2 Samuel 22, verse 33 says, God, God is my strength and power, and He makes my way perfect. He makes my way perfect. It's not our efforts at work or training really hard to have the perfect body or burning more calories and trying to control life, <laughs> trashing our bodies, either through disobedience or obsession. God is my strength and power, and He makes my way perfect. 2 Samuel 22:40. For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose against me. Whatever battle we're facing, whatever fire we're entering or sitting in or waiting to get out of, God is the one who arms us with the strength for that battle. And he's the one who takes care of our enemy, enemies and the people and the things that are coming against us. And remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not fighting the person we're at war with. We're not fighting our spouse or our children or our parents or the church or people. We have a real enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy, who seeks about like a roaring lion, trying to devour us. But God, he has subdued under me those who rose against me. Take a little break. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Thank you, Lord, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness, God. I ask, God, that you would feel, fill every single one of us with your Holy Spirit, God. Give us a heart after yours. Increase our hunger and our thirst for what is good, for your word, for righteousness, Lord. Tear down our pride, God. Make our training count. Redeem the time. May we be more concerned with loving than lifting heavier weight, Lord. May we build strength that is eternal and everlasting, God, that loves without condition, God, that physically strengthens us, that allows us to run and not grow weary, God. <laughs> that allows us to walk and not faint. That we might soar with wings like eagles, God, and rise to places we never thought we would go. Not for our own glory, God, but for your glory, for your kingdom's glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're just getting into a medium resistance. We're not pushing it really hard. We're training. This isn't, this isn't a weightlifting competition right now. We're not lifting the heaviest weight we can. We're building strength. We're training. We're exercising the word. Let the spirit lead. What does that mean to you today? What do you need? Are any of these verses speaking to you? Is he saying, pull back a little bit? Rest a little more and wait. Or is his word strengthening you right this very moment and you can't stand still? You feel like you need to run. But he's saying, 
I'm gonna power you. You're gonna be able to push it today like never before. <laughs> I'll make sure you don't grow weary. Just trust in me. Stay in your lane, friend. Stay in your lane. Trust him. Come on, I've got more. I've got more of a yummy, yummy word of God for you. First Chronicles 16:27 says, Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Do we feel not glad? <laughs> are we feeling oppressed or depressed or just flat or weak? Strength and gladness are in his place, in God's place. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, remember? Second Chronicles 32.8 With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. <laughs> when it's an arm of flesh, when it's our own willpower, when it's a work of the flesh, when it's manufactured strength, it's fleeting strength. It won't last. It says, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. You want help in the battles, this thing you keep going back to or the thing that keeps crashing us, whatever it is, that mountain we keep circling, <laughs> where we get to the point where we're so sick of ourselves, we're like, why, Lord? Why do I keep coming back to this same stupid thing? When the Lord our God is with us, he will help us and he will fight our battles for us. Job 9.4 says, God is wise in heart and mighty in strength. He's got the wisdom and the might and the strength that we need. He never lets go. He never lets go. Come on, let the word of God transform your mind today. Let go of that thing that's weighing you down that weight that's hindering you so that you can run your race with perseverance and with joy. Come on, God's marked out the race for you. He's set your lane. He's showed you the narrow path. Put your blinders on, take your mark, get set and go and throw off the weight that hinders you, friend. Bitterness, pride, jealousy, envy, comparison, fear. Fear of man, fear of saying no fear of stepping out in faith, fear of rejection? Have you become codependent on a friend or another person or someone, a mentor or a pastor or a spouse even? Our only codependency needs to be the Lord. Full dependency on Him will break our codependencies on drugs or alcohol or people. People are not our happiness, our joy. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 2. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Say that in your head and in your heart as you move your body, whether you're resting or pushing. I will love you, O Lord, my strength goes on to say, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. 
my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. He's our stronghold, our safe place. He's our refuge, the place where we go when we're hurting or weary or run down. That's what we're doing when we're exercising the word. We're entering the stronghold of God's grace, his strength, his word, his courage. Come on, stay hydrated, make that a habit. Good clean water. If your workout drink, I wanna say this, if your workout drink, if you're always having to add flavor to it, I'm gonna say that might be a little bit of a codependency. <laughs> you know, there's a time and a place when we're getting cramps or something that maybe we feel like we need to add something to nourish our muscles, but really there's something missing in our lifestyle, in our diet, or maybe there's a medication that's robbing our body of minerals because most medications are drug muggers. They're, um, they rob our body of minerals and vitamins. And so we can get restless legs or muscle cramps or spasms in our diaphragm, whatever. But anyway, I just pray that the Lord would reset our minds and our bodies and that he would give us a craving for just pure, clean water all throughout the day. Real, true hydration. Come on. Psalm 1832, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Psalm 1839, for you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. Sound familiar? <laughs> when God repeats things in his word, he's reiterating his promises, his encouragement to us. Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So we're talking to God and we're calling him, Lord, my strength, Lord, my redeemer. Let what comes out of my mouth, let my words, the things that I say and the things that are going on in my heart, let them be pleasing to you, God. And when they are, when our words and our thoughts are righteous and holy and pure, we're gonna increase strength. Because another burden, another weight is thrown off. The weight of lewdness or worry or gossip or slander or just talking in circles and wasting time, wasting other people's time, grumbling, complaining, So I want you to just be conscious really quickly of your posture. Relax your jaw and your shoulders, your hips, your low back. <sighs> Reset. Let go of that tension. Realign. 
Eyes are on Jesus. Eyes are on the cross. We're running our race. Maybe you're still going strong and steady. That's awesome. Lord, strengthen. Lord, may your love and your grace power and fuel the runner and the rider, your child right now in Jesus' name. Psalm 27.1, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? If we really trust that the Lord is the strength of our life, it says, of whom shall I be afraid? We don't have to be afraid of anything or anyone. Those racing thoughts can be bound in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 28, 7 and 8, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. He helped me because I trusted in him. Come on. strength in my shield so he strengthens me and he protects me my heart trusted in him I, in other words I had the faith to rely solely on the Lord and then it says and I am helped and he helped me therefore my heart greatly rejoices right I have a, a, a joyful heart and with my song I will praise him the Lord is their strength and he is the saving refuge of his anointed Psalm 29, 11, the Lord will give strength to his people, his people, those who are earnestly following after him. Doesn't just say the Lord gives strength to everyone. It says to his people, the Lord will bless his people with peace. <laughs> Psalm 29, 11, if you battle anxious thoughts, anxiety, racing minds, just no peace, constantly frazzled or overwhelmed. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Psalm 41.3, the Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. Come on. Can we add resistance or speed wherever you're at? If you're on a bike or a piece of machinery, add a turn, up level. If you're running or hiking, come on, pick it up. This would be really fun on a trail run. <laughs> Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Keep your resistance the same. Again, if you're on machinery, take your speed down a little bit. 
Psalm 73:26. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. He's enough. My portion forever. He will always be enough. More satisfying than the food that we reach for, for comfort. He is my portion. He's my portion control, right? <laughs> he is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Even when my body, my heart, my mind, everything else fails, God doesn't. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. And I looked up that word pilgrimage, like, Lord, what, what exactly does that mean? That's the one who is hard charging after the Lord, following him into the wilderness, into the, un, um, the, the places that haven't been pioneered yet, onto the mission field, into the hard places, willing to lay down our comforts and follow him. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage, whose heart is fully following after the Lord. Psalm 103:20. This is a word on obedience. Listen. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word heeding the voice of his world of his word <laughs> bless the lord you his angels who excel in strength so increasing excelling in strength it says who do his word heeding the voice of his word in other words those who walk in obedience who take the word of god the good news and with it the bad news that comes with it when we are not walking in obedience, there are consequences. But those who obey his word are blessed. <sighs> Down resistance a little bit. Down resistance, take it to a walk or a slow ride, hydrate. This is one I've been meditating on a lot lately. It's on my website. I've studied this verse before, but it never spoke to me like it did. The weeks after Christmas, I hurt my back. I bulged two discs in my back and I was flat out. I couldn't move. I couldn't lift a glass of water. I couldn't twist. I could hardly get out of bed. Couldn't get off the floor. The pain was so bad, medicine wouldn't touch it. Muscle relaxers, I, I, I don't take medicine for anything. I'll take natural medicine. <laughs> but I was not getting up for days. And the Lord spoke this to me, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8. And it fell on fresh soil this time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, and it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. And I saw that, I saw 
health to my flesh, strength to my bones. I want that. Okay, God. Okay, God, show me more. Teach me more. So he said, trust in me. Don't lean on your own understanding. He was saying, like, I've given you wisdom. You are a doctor. I've given you some wisdom. But don't try to understand exactly why this happened and overanalyze it. Don't idol idolize knowledge. Don't go overboard. Stay with me. Just trust me. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. So I'm just going to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, bind up my fears. Bind up my flesh, this pain. Have mercy, God, and show me. Show me how to care for myself. If you want me just to wait and rest, I'll do it. If I need to be proactive, just show me. I'll be obedient, God. And he directed my paths. He showed me what to do, one step at a time. And there were a few days where he wasn't saying to do much. So I just rested. I knew that it was him speaking, saying, just trust on me, trust in me, and wait on me. And I did. And in three weeks, I was back in the saddle. I'm doing much better. <laughs> I feel great. I feel stronger. There were some things that he spoke to me about, other things that had nothing to do with, I mean, my back or discs, but things that are wearing me out, that are running me down, that are stealing time, misplaced time, wasted time, spending too much time on certain things. I can't be on the phone or um, hanging out with friends all the time. I need time to rest to do my calling. Um, so anyway, the Lord gave me some order, some direction, and he's strengthening me in saying no. <laughs> and he's giving me health to my flesh and strength to my bones. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm learning. I'm training with you guys. I'm exercising the word too. I don't know everything. I don't have it all figured out, but I do know that the word of God does not fail me. And that's where I go for strength. <sighs> Proverbs 31. <laughs> I pray that every woman would desire to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Verses 17 and 25 say, She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. You know, our strength does come from the Lord, but there is a time and a place for physical training. 1 Timothy 4.8 tells us physical training is good. <laughs> but training for godliness is better. That's the New Living Translation. That's the verse for this fitness ministry. She girds herself with strength. So I gird myself in the strength of the Lord, spiritual strength, emotionally. I bind up my emotions and my feelings and I'm not led by them. I strengthen my arms, my legs, my core right now. I'm doing some more core strengthening because that is one of the things the Lord showed me that led to my injury that I have been neglecting for quite some time that he had been trying to nudge me to do, but because of wasted time or things that he wanted to change, not spending time on this anymore, but uh, freeing up time for X, Y, Z over here. Because I need, I need proper self-care to do my calling. <laughs> she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Yeah, amen. Name of Jesus. I will rejoice in time to come. I'll rejoice right now. Thank you, God. You are the path to strength and health and freedom and everything we need. 
Ecclesiastes 7.19, wisdom strengthens the wise more than 10 rulers of the city. Not knowledge, wisdom. Wisdom strengthens the wise. <laughs> and the Lord is our wisdom. His word is our wisdom. Check this out. Let's have a drink of water before this one. This one, I've never, I've never meditated on this verse before until I sat before the Lord for several hours and, and pulled all the scriptures on strength I could find. And this one really jumped out at me. I want you to slow down wherever you are. Breathe. Let the Lord revive you. Listen. This is my, this song I'm talking about right now. This is the other verse when I was injured that the Lord gave me, Isaiah 40, 31, the one from the beginning of our workout today. <laughs> Trust in the Lord. Oh, oops, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, amen? They will walk and not faint. He's gonna strengthen our adrenal glands, our nervous system, our gut, our physical body, our minds, our emotions, spiritually ground us, root us in his word on that solid foundation of truth, armed in his holy armor so that we can stand firm and stand fast in the day of adversity. Amen? All right, so back to the verse that I was talking about that I had never meditated on before. So this is Ecclesiastes 10:17. And hey, if any of these are sticking out to you, I would encourage you to listen to this podcast again where you have pen and paper. And you can note some of these scripture references. If something really jumped out at you or this is strengthening you, listen to it over and over and over again. I go back to these and I listen to them because when the, the spirit of the Lord is moving, I don't remember what I said. This isn't me. I have no power to change a life. I just surrender my mouth and my voice and my body to the Lord and say, speak through me, Lord. Move me to the rhythm of your grace, God. So again, Ecclesiastes 10:17. This is the amplified version of this verse. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is a man of noble birth and your princes and officials feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. In the ICB version, it reads, a country is well off if its king comes from a good family. It is good for a country if its leaders control their eating and drinking. They should eat and drink for strength, not to get drunk. So I'm gonna repeat that version again, and I'm gonna add some of my interpretation and my um, commentary study into this. So it says, a country is well off, or blessed are you, O land. So 
our land, our country, whether that's talking about the land of our gut, um, our microbiome on a small scale, or our family, our marriage, our community, our country, our world, our land. Blessed are you, O land. Because of our land, our microbiome, the land inside of our body, our gut, we are the ruler of that. We, we have control over what goes in and out of our body. Do we not? We know what we're eating and what we're drinking, and we can take an honest inventory, not be ashamed, but start to take steps in the right direction. And our land, our country, what a pivotal time to study this verse when we just had Inauguration Day, a transition of the presidency. <laughs> a country is well off if it's king, in other words, it's president, it's leadership, it's government. A country is well off, that means blessed, prosperous, admired by other countries and other places. A country is well off if its king comes from a good family. It is good for a country, or we could say it is good for us, it is good for our gut, whatever. If its leaders control their eating and drinking, they should eat and drink for strength, not to get drunk. They should eat and drink for strength and not to get drunk. I think that's a word for all leaders, whether you're the leader of your home as a parent, the leader of a country, or it really spoke to me and confirmed what the Lord has shown me for several years. I choose not to drink alcohol at all. A, yes, I did used to abuse it and all of those things, but it was so far beyond that. The Lord spoke to me and said, <laughs> like anybody who's a teacher of the word, and we learn this, in first and second Timothy and Titus, we're held to a higher responsibility. We will be held accountable for everything we say and everything we do because we have the ability to push people closer to the Lord or to very easily and subtly stumble so many others. They should eat and drink for strength. So in other words, we should walk in discipline <laughs> and not to get drunk. Whether it's the high from garbage food or from alcohol or whatever it is we're putting in our body that alters our mind in any way. Because what I do, somebody's sure to follow because they trust in me for other things. They trust in me for biblical leadership perhaps or for health um, counsel as their doctor or a fitness instructor. It's a place of authority and it's a very, um, I take that responsibility very seriously. And I want to see my community, my family, this country, I want to see it blessed and prosperous and well off. And I also know the word also says that no greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friends. I am willing to lay that down once and for all, not touch it so as not to stumble and to do my part to make this country well off, a better place to lead by example not to stumble anyone. And I can say on the other side of it, for somebody that did abuse alcohol and drugs in the past, when I can't even go to on the mission field or to a ministry event because there's gonna be alcohol there, I can go and I'm solid and I know where I stand, but it is terribly stumbling to me. And it breaks my heart that we would even consider bringing those things into ministry events because it's stumbling so many people who have battled this. I have watched people relapse at church events and ministry events. That breaks my heart. 
Come on. Exercise the word, church. This is not for condemnation. This is not just personal opinion. <laughs> this is... We want God's best. We want to see his kingdom come down to earth. We want to see people healed and set free. This is not legalism. This is doing the hard stuff and laying down anything that hinders, that stumbles, not just us, but other people. Isaiah 26, 4. Trust in the Lord God always, for in the Lord Jehovah is your everlasting strength. The Lord Jehovah, your everlasting strength. Isaiah 30, 15. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. That spoke to me. Quietness and confidence, holy confidence, not arrogance, not conceit, not feelings of being better than or holier than thou. Holy confidence, my identity in Christ. And in quietness, I don't have to defend myself. And also just literally quietness. Spending time in silence, not on social media, not watching TV, not reading a book even, even if it's a holy book, but just quietness. Time to hear from the Lord, time to just meditate on his word or just soak in his love for me in quietness and confidence. I'm quiet, I'm doing less, I'm spending time in silence and solitude and I'm confident in who I am and I'm confident in God's promises to me and it says, shall be your strength. In quietness and confidence, shall be your strength. Isn't that encouraging and refreshing? We can do less and he can do more with us. And as we're strengthened, remember, God's word says that we'll run and not grow weary. He'll renew us. He'll strengthen us so that we can run. <laughs> but we're gonna slow down enough to let him catch up with us and him to take the lead. Isaiah 58, 11. Come on. If the spirit is calling, pick up that pace. Come on, we've only got one more song after this, and then we're cooling down. Isaiah 58, 11. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. <laughs> he satisfies our soul in drought are you feeling thirsty, dry, dehydrated, physically, spiritually, emotionally? And strengthen your bones. Do your bones and your joints hurt? Is there any chance that there could be some place of disobedience, dehydration, whether it be spiritual or physical, that's causing your joints and your body to ache? not stretching some of us train hard but we don't stretch some of us stretch and foam roll but we don't want to do any strength training or cardio training we're imbalanced 
and it has physical manifestations in our in our health and in our bones, our joints, our muscles, our posture, our gut, our bowel movements, our energy. Listen, Jeremiah 17:5. Cursed is the man who trusts in a man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts in a man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Wow. I wish we could put that on a banner or a billboard over the whole fitness industry, the whole secular fitness industry. Jesus, come. Mercy, Jesus. Come on. All right. Can we add resistance? Can we turn it up? We're coming to the end, the end of our strength training. Come on. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Mark 12, 30 and Luke 10, 27. Every bit of me to love every bit of God. Second Corinthians 12, 19. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Come on, quick break. One more push to the end. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Yes, Jesus, come. Your power rest upon us. Holy Spirit, come, fill us afresh. Strengthen the weak places. Make your strength perfect in our weakness. Ephesians, come on. Come on, church, push. Ephesians 3.16. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. His strength, his power, his glory. Come on. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. <laughs> that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. <sighs> Come on. Yes. down so you're down to a walk or a ride with no resistance <sighs> cool down don't just stop don't just stop follow through 
few more minutes, maybe 10 more minutes. If you're gonna strength train, you need to go deep and get flexible too. You need to stretch. You need to get on that foam roller, those tight places, the places that won't let go. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things, not some things, all things through Christ, through him alone, who strengthens me. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. Keep walking, keep cooling down. Roll your shoulders while you walk. Swing your arms. Open up your body. Do what feels right. If you want to walk and lengthen your step to put a little length in your hamstrings, calves, hip flexors, do it. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Patience, long-suffering, and joy. 2 Timothy 4:17. But the Lord was with me. He gave me power to preach the good news so all the people who do not know God might hear. I was taken from the mouth of the lion. The Lord gives us the power to speak the word, to live the word, to love people, to do his first commandment and to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen? <laughs> it says at the end of this, he gave me power to preach the good news so all the people who do not know God might hear. When we walk in his power and obedience and courage, and we wait on the Lord, people who don't know God are gonna hear from God. They're gonna be saved. Isn't that our ultimate and unified goal as the body of Christ, as the church of Jesus Christ? <laughs> Come on, let's stretch. Deep breath in. Again, deep breath in, big stretch up, and release it. Wherever you are, do what feels right. Take it to a hamstring stretch. If you're on a bike, stand, heels down, tip it over. Other side, stretch that other hamstring. Change feet, change legs, press in. Here we go. Listen, press into that muscle, get deep. 
get flexible. 1 Peter 5.10 But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. He perfects us, he establishes us, he strengthens us, and he settles us. Amen to that. If you can come off the bike or off the treadmill and you can bend over and touch your toes and just hold this, I want you to pull your chest down toward your shins. No shame if you can't touch the floor or touch your toes. You're working with your body and your condition. Modify for what feels right. Let the spirit move you. Let the weight of your head fall down. Let your spine lengthen every vertebra and disc. Open up. Let gravity have its way. And pull your upper half toward the ground. Deep breaths while you're there. Oxygenate your body. Listen, Judges 16:19 says, She began to torment him, and his strength left him. Do you feel tormented or do you know anybody who feels tormented? It literally depletes our strength. I've been here. I had night terrors until I was 33 years old, until the day I repented for drinking and quit drinking. That day, on that day, in that obedience and that repentance and that fresh anointing from the Lord. And I had been saved for several years, but I was being absolutely tormented in my sleep. But God allowed it to happen because I was being disobedient and he wanted to change me as a leader. He didn't want me to mislead his people. I was weak and weary and frazzled and life felt totally chaotic. My home was out of order. My marriage was suffering. I was run down. My strength had left me. So that's Judges 16, 19. She began to torment him and his strength left him. But there's always good news, amen? God always has a way out. 1 John 4, 18. Wherever you're at, roll it up one vertebra at a time. Inhale up. <sighs> Keep stretching. Let the Lord lead you. Keep stretching. Keep loosening, loosening and lengthening your body. I want you to hear this. 1 John 4:18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that fears is tormented and is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So what that meant to me, and I was reading these verses at the time because I was tormented and I just was desperate for answers and I was praying and I was doing all these things, but God knew what the root of the problem was. And really, my continued drinking and disobedience and using the scriptures to justify that it was okay because the word doesn't say that that drinking alcohol specifically is a sin definitely drinking too much alcohol altering our minds anything short of sobriety drunkenness definitely a sin but it's it's so much deeper than that it was about me being willing to lay down whatever it took to be the leader god called me to be 
and not stumbling anyone that he was gonna anoint me to influence in the many days and years ahead. But I was afraid that I couldn't do it. So it was easier to stay in denial. I was afraid that I was gonna lose all my friends. I was afraid that I would not know how to have fun. I was afraid that I would not be able to handle my problems. I was afraid that I would be awkward in public if I couldn't have a glass of wine if I couldn't have a drink ever again. I was afraid of failure because I didn't think that I could honestly say I'll never drink again. And there's a chance in my life that I could fall or stumble, but I now know the truth and I know what God spoke to me and his perfect love that kept pursuing me, that overwhelmed me with his power and his grace. And in a moment of repentance, it was that simple repentance. I chose to choose his perfect love over my fear and his perfect love cast out all those fears and those fears were what tormented me because fear has torment it says because fear has torment he that fears is tormented is not made perfect in love i was not made perfect in love I was a work in progress and God is gracious and merciful and he gave me so many second and third and hundred chances and I'm so grateful. But if the torment and the consequences didn't get so severe, I would have never seen how great, how high and how deep and how wide the love of God was for me. He took from me what I could never ever do on my own and I've never been more free. I do not feel like I, I have more fun and more joy now. I learned that the agape love, the fear of the Lord, which was so much greater than all those little fears combined, his agape love was greater than every fear I'd ever had. Every It was greater than all of my torment. It was greater than all of my addiction. It was greater than all of my the lies in my head and the worries in my heart. It was the remedy for my weakness and my weariness and my tormented soul and mind. It was the remedy for solid sleep, which is what would refresh me. The enemy had me right where he wanted me. But God, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. Lord, I pray by the power of your holy name and the power of your Holy Spirit that you would make every one of us perfect in your agape, unending, relentless love for us, God. I pray that you would set the captives free. I pray that you would bind up any spirit of fear or addiction, God, anything, any weight that hinders, God. I pray that you would train us in true eternal strength. I pray that you would convict us of the things that are draining our true holy strength and energy, God. Teach us how to eat. Teach us how to drink, God. Teach us how to love. Lord, build up our strength. Overwhelm us with your grace, Jesus. This is real strength training church. This is what we're really seeking. The throne of grace, God's never ending love. It's the only thing that won't fail. It's the only thing that lasts forever. May you go in peace today. May you share where your true strength and your joy and your peace have come from. Give God the glory and the credit for everything. Seek him in all your ways. Train with him. 
Let him train you. Slow down so that he can catch up and take the lead in your life. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all the rest, everything that you're seeking. If it aligns with his will, it will be added to your life. I love you guys. I love that you're training with me. Share this if it can bless somebody, if you know somebody who's weak or weary or burdened. Our only goal is that the word of God would go forth in truth, in wholeness. We don't subtract from the word. We don't share just the good parts, but there is bad news, I guess you could say. There's consequences where there's disobedience. It's conviction, not condemnation. Our God is good and he loves you. If you didn't get anything else from this, he is good. He is worthy. He loves you more than you could ever, ever understand. Exercise his word and you will be strengthened in heart, in soul, in mind, and in strength. Ask him how to care for your body. Ask him what you need more of and what you need less of. Ask him to give you a holy inventory of where there's imbalance or wasting of time or resources. He can do it and he wants to. Amen? All right, I'm gonna finish with this song and we're gonna end for today. Go in peace, church. I love you.